We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Cash Considerations, a Chicago Bulls podcast. We're part of the Blue Iron Network. I'm Ricky O'Donnell. As always, I'm here with Jason, Pat, and Jason. We're talking about the Bulls ahead of the trade deadline. The Bulls also played a game tonight. And I feel like this entire season for the Bulls has been a slow climb to try to get to 500. And then as soon as they get on the precipice, they somehow blow it in grand fashion, typically to the worst team in the league. Uh, tonight was another opportunity for the Bulls to get back to 500 against Memphis. I actually couldn't watch this game, Jason, because I went to a high school basketball game here in Iowa. I was watching a five-star recruit named Omaha Billu. Uh, could be a first-round pick in the 2024 NBA draft. He was amazing. He had like 31 points in this game. Uh, looks like he'll you know, probably be a pretty solid NBA role player, if nothing else. So I didn't see a single thing that happened in the Bulls game, but I found out that they lost. So Jason, please tell me what happened in this Bulls game. Uh, Well, first of all, DeMar DeRozan did not play. Uh, hip injury, hip soreness, whatever you want to call it. Alex Crusoe did play, so Alex Crusoe started. Um, DeRozan, obviously, like with the trade deadline coming up, it's like, oh, DeRozan, who's been mostly healthy all year, had only missed a few games. Um, and it's like, oh, is this me? Like trade rumor stuff, blah, blah, blah. We'll talk about the trade deadline in a second here, but I think most of us think that DeMar will probably not get traded, even though there's an argument that he should be. So he does not play. Bulls come out and lay just a complete stinker in the first quarter. They had like 14 points in the first quarter. I think it was like eight turnovers. Just an absolutely awful game. Like very much missing DeMar DeRozan against a Grizzlies team that has been slumping. Uh, I think they had lost like eight or nine, eight out of the last nine or something like that. Uh, I know they've been talking a bit. They'd like to talk big game, but they've been slumping. And John Morant was complaining about them being hated on. But a lot of those games are on the road. They have been very good at home this season. Um, And... Bulls come out and stink it up 40 points in the first quarter, but the Grizzlies weren't that much better offensively. They were only down 12, and the Bulls kind of reeled them in, 
and they were only it was a 10 point game at, at halftime but it was the bulls were on 49 39 so like as bad as it were offensively in the first half uh they were still right in the game and then third quarter they come out huge third quarter i think they put up like 36 or 38 points something like that patrick williams had a few sick dunks vooch was going zach kind of woke up and the bulls had a lead going into the fourth quarter like no business leading this game uh with the grizzlies i think a mostly healthy grizzlies team they had ja they had jaron jackson jr they had Mar- and steven adams has been out for a while and that's been a problem for them but bulls playing like dog shit for most of this game they should not have been in this game at all so it's like all right maybe they can steal a win here maybe they can get back to 500 going into the trade deadline what happens in the fourth quarter? A just complete offensive collapse. Uh, just a disaster. The terrible lineup to start the fourth quarter. It was like Drummond, Dragic, um, Derek Jones Jr., Kobe, and somebody else. I can't remember. With no DeMar there, it was really tough. Just nothing going offensively. And then uh, it was a rough night for the bench in general. The After the bench dominated the Spurs the, last night, uh, they were awful tonight. Drummond did not follow up his whatever 20 and 15, whatever hell game he had here. He had like four turnovers, three fouls in like 13 minutes. So just an awful night for the bench. And then Zach came in and was terrible. Uh, some just really brutal possession, some bad shot selection. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. shut him down a few times. And they just, I think they scored what, like tw- they had 10 points, I think, at one point in the fourth quarter, like 10 minutes in. And the Grizzlies just pulled away. J- Jaron had a few threes, did some work inside. Dylan Brooks finally got a three to go. And John Morant uh, with some really just sick finishes, D Rose finishes uh, with going to the basket. Um, and the Bulls ended up getting, I mean, they lost, was it 104 to 89, something like that. Is that correct? One oh, I'm looking at the wrong day. It was yeah. I mean, they lost going away. It just really wasn't that competitive. Yeah, one oh forty nine, which like ultimately, ultimately, you really couldn't expect them to win this game. Second of a back to back in Memphis without Demar, like you don't really expect them to win this game. But still, the fact that they had come back from that big deficit and took the lead in the fourth, and the fact that they could have stolen the game with the better execution in the fourth, and then just to see them. Just ugly, chaotic basketball in the fourth, and just some of the flaws that we talk about with Zach all the time, and just like not just not being able to settle the offense down, just forcing stuff, putting up bad shots. There was one possession where the Bulls, I think, got like I felt like they got like four or five opportunities, uh, and they just kept missing and missing, just whipping the ball around. Just no one could make make a shot, and it was just kind of emblematic of their fourth quarter as a whole. So it's like. Again, you can't be too mad about losing this game, but it's just the way the fourth quarter went. It was just super ugly. So here, here they are, 26 and 28, going into the deadline. Again, they cannot win four in a row, cannot get back to 500. And it's just like, I mean, where it's the same as we, we've been all season, basically. Where are they at? Like, what are they doing? There have been like no trade rumors here at all. Very quiet on the front. KC's latest today. We just like don't expect much. Uh, I think ESPN's Jamal Collier said similar things. There've been like some other fringe rumors about like I saw like Matt Moore with like oh like Zach, like Zach like might not be off the table, but it'll take a lot to get him. Well, yeah, no shit. And there was some weird names out there that was like oh John Wall or like Willie Hernan Gomez, Terry Rozier, uh, some of these fringe names, but nothing that seemed like nothing really concrete at all. So it's like I think most people are just expecting them to do nothing. And and as we've said multiple times on this pod, like that'd be a huge disappointment. I feel like you have to do something with this roster, whether that's trading Vooch before, like, and as he's in this career season, he had another big game today, whether it's, I mean, going really big. Like I said, I don't think anyone thinks that's going to happen, but trading the veterans, trading Caruso, there's plenty of interest in Caruso, stuff like that. Uh, you Or if you want to add to the team, try to go find a better point guard, go add some shooting, something like that. But, as of right now, it just seems like it's all mostly quiet. 
And a really quiet deadline would be very disappointing. Like I said, I feel like try to pick some type of direction here. Do something. If you really do believe in this core, which was probably misguided at this point, go try to add to it with the limited assets you have. Like the Portland pick you have, get rid of it. Use it in something. Go trade for something. You you have Lonzo's contract sitting there at 18, whatever, 18, 19 million, like, do you use him to try to get someone like if you just totally don't think he's got he's got nothing left for you? He's still got all this time left on his deal. Uh, but right now it just seems like it's gonna be a whole bunch of nothing, and that'd be really disappointing. And maybe they'll surprise us, but I think everyone thinks that they need to do something here with this roster. Jason, I was thinking today about all of the time the podcasters have put in talking about how the bulls should blow it up who the Bulls will trade, mostly to the Lakers, coming up with these Zach Levine trades, these DeMar DeRozan trades, uh, and how it's all just going to be a lot of time wasted because there's absolutely no way that the Bulls blow it up the way the national media has been discussing ad nauseum all season, and especially over the last 10 days. And I understand that, like, I sort of expect this to be a quiet trade deadline for a couple of reasons. We'll see if that prediction ends up coming true or not. Uh, But like, if you're just looking at it from a 10,000 foot view, like, yeah, it would make a lot of sense for the Bulls to be sellers. It would also make a lot of sense for a team like the Wizards to be sellers and the Wizards aren't going to sell either. Uh, (laughs) So maybe the NBA knew what they were doing by making this play in tournament and giving teams towards the bottom of the conference standings. Uh, an incentive other than losing on purpose to improve their draft pick. And I wonder where the Bulls would be this season today if the play-in tournament didn't exist. I guess they're still not that far yeah, I mean, out of the eighth seed. They're only like uh, three out of the six seeds still because the, because the, these teams are just aren't making any any moves. Like We thought the Heat were kind of going to make a move in the standings, but they've fallen back a little bit again. The Knicks have fallen back. So like they're still right there, which is definitely probably playing a role in this as well. Sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I just think that, like, you know, it's easy to talk about how the Bulls should blow it up and come up with fake trades for their guys because they have still, you know, some some decent talent on this yeah. team. Uh, but I just don't think the organization wants to blow it up at all. And even, like, what I've been talking about on this podcast for the last few weeks which has been that they need to like at least do some sort of subtraction from this team to gain some future assets to improve, you know, their flexibility moving forward. Because right now the Bulls, Jason, they're not just a mediocre team. They're a mediocre team with no draft picks and with <laughs> no cap space. Uh, and without any really elite young talent. Uh, so you look at the Bulls and it's like, okay, how are they going to get better from here? Because they're not very good right now. And the move I've talked about has been like, okay, trade Caruso, try to get a couple first round picks for Caruso. I don't know if that's on the table, but perhaps it is. Caruso should have the widest trade market out of anyone on the team. You would think a lot of teams would be interested in acquiring Caruso. But Jason, like the more I think about that, you got Zach and Vooch and DeMar in the locker room. And like, they know Caruso is one of the best and most impactful players on the team. Like if those guys are still here and you trade Caruso, like that just sends a really weird message within the team itself. Like while the bulls are mid at best and just truly a frustrating group to watch this year, like the players are going out and trying to win every game. And that is a difference from, you know, 
just a few years ago here when uh, towards the end of the season, like the Bulls were really just playing for draft position. Uh, and I just don't think that they're going to trade Caruso at all, even if I would like them to. Yeah. Because of the message it sends within the locker room. So if the Bulls do make a trade at the trade deadline, Jason, I think that it's going to be like a slight addition. Yeah. Uh, John Wall, Willie Hernan Gomez, those have been a few. Uh, the artist formerly known as Bo Cruz, we should call him <laughs> from the Adam Sandler movie Hustle on Netflix. I loved that movie. I thought that was great. I was like totally the target audience for that. I have not watched that movie still. I really, I really do. I've mean, I've been meaning to, and I've, but I've just have never gotten around to doing it, even though I've told myself I need, I should do it. Yeah. Uh, I could see them, you know, making a small addition. Thing is, they can't take on any money. Right. Because they're like $1.6 million below the luxury tax right now. And they really don't have much to trade because they've just wasted roster spots on guys like Marco Simonovic, Tony Bradley, who have both <laughs> barely played the whole year. The Bulls are playing. Derek Jones Jr. is the primary <laughs> backup five while having three centers on the roster. Derek Jones Jr. is basically a wing. Uh, yeah, I just don't think they're going to do anything, Jason. I think this is setting up to be a big disappointment. And I could put on some sort of like performative uh, madness <laughs> next time we record this podcast after the Bulls disappoint us by doing nothing. And I will be fucking disappointed and I probably will get fired up on that podcast. <laughs> But I just feel a little bit beaten down by this season and by the Bulls sort of just like low expectations for themselves. And I do not anticipate that they're going to make a meaningful move to improve their present or their future. But, uh, you know, if it was up to me, I think I would definitely. I would sell if you could like make a good deal, like if someone was giving you a really good deal for DeMar or for Vooch, or for Zach, I think they would. They should take that, or Caruso. Uh, because this seems not very good, and I don't believe that you can look at Lonzo and expect Lonzo to fix their problems. And plus, the top of the East is just, like, really solid. Uh, not yeah. unbeatable. Certainly not unbeatable, but solid, for sure. And the Bulls have competed better against those teams, in fairness. And, you know, one of the things about this Bulls team is it does feel like they can win any game on any given night, right? Like, there's no one who they match up with who I'm like, they have no chance to beat this team. But the Grizzlies own the Bulls, I guess. So maybe the Grizzlies are that team. <laughs> uh, so you can see why they want to keep it together. And I think what the team wants to do is make the playoffs. Yes. Make the playoffs every year. They don't want to be missing the playoffs. And while me and you can sit here and say that makes them the Indiana Pacers... <laughs> Uh, that's what the Reinsdorfs want. And that's what they hired Arturis Karnaschovas to do. So make the playoffs, stay out of the luxury tax. That's what the Bulls want to do. Me and you might want them to try to win the championship, but I just don't think the Bulls' ambitions are that high. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, it's it's just like a tough and annoying spot to be in because like we have seen them play out good at times. It's just crazy. Just like I feel like how much the just like how much things swing for them, like even within games with overstretches of play, like they can look so good sometimes and they can just look totally incompetent. And others, like I said, that happened in this game tonight. It happens. We've seen it. There are these stretches and they look they win some of these games against good teams and they go out and lay eggs against crappy teams. Um, and it's just, but yeah, and it's just frustrating. Like, I know like Billy talked about, uh, the other day, I think he gave some quotes that our guy, Will Gottlieb got talking about just like, oh, you know, they're, they're going to look at not just this season. They're going to look at, uh, like over the course of the season or like going back to last season, last all-star break. And it's like, well, like basically since that good start, they've been <laughs> mediocre under 500. We've seen a ton of, like, they talk about continuity. Like, well, we've seen a ton of minutes with, with, uh, with the big three with, with Voot, with Damar Vooch and Levine, just the, the results just aren't great. Uh, so it's like, I just don't know how much more you can like pull the continuity line. You just like, you can't really like bank on Lonzo at all at, at this point, like coming to save them. So it's just like, so it's like, what exactly do you do here? And like there, it definitely, there's the argument to be made to make, to, to make these big moves. But again, there's just like, it would be it would I would I think shock most people if they made any of the any of the big three. Like we talk about Vooch being traded all the time. And it's like there's been there's nothing out there. There's nothing about here him getting an extension. There's like nothing out there about trade rumors. There's just like nothing. Like they've asked him about it. But like in terms of like actual rumors, like it is like all quiet on that front. Um, so it's just like I don't know. It's just like it's just not really going anywhere. And so it's I don't know like I was talking myself talking to myself trying to figure out like ideas for trades here and uh like I was walking my dog thinking about like what can the bowl like if they're really not going to do anything if they're really not going to sell here which I don't think they're going to like what is there any moves that make any type of sense uh to help this team get better and like I'm talk- talking to myself like saying oh maybe they should trade Lonzo and like the Blazers pick for Mike Conley or like to t- mention P- Terry Rozier like should they trade Lonzo in the pick like for Terry Rozier? Like though maybe those teams would be willing to whatever get an asset and take a gamble on Lonzo's contract. Uh, and then I was making jokes, but not really about like Firkin Korkmaz is out here asking for trades. Bulls killer Firkin Korkmaz. Like the Bulls are so desperate for shooting. Like give the Sixers Tony Bradley back and we'll take Firkin Korkmaz. So like if they like pulled a couple of trades like that, it's like you add a shooter and you add a point, you get a point guard somehow. 
And like, maybe that'll get you a little better. And maybe if you're whatever, if they really do believe in this core, they want to compete here, like maybe something like that. But it's like, ultimately, again, like it's, it's still probably not going to really move the needle much, but like, maybe it's something like it would at least be something. Uh, and I can at least be like, all right, they're actually doing their jobs and trying to make some type of change here. Um, but like, again, that's like, it's like kind of just whatever. So it's just like, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, we're, we're, we're all setting ourselves or we're, we're setting the expectations very low. The bar is very low right now. The bar is on the floor. We expect nothing. So like almost anything might get people, people excited, any type of change. And if there's anything actually significant, like that'll be, I guess we'll see what it is. Like we just, it's hard to envision anything significant, significant right now. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot, Jace. Yeah. If you could see the bulls make one move, and you get to call it in. What move would you like to see? Oh my god! I don't know if you got one in mind. I really do not. So, there's a lot of fake bulls trimmers out there. I'm just trying to think of like who I would actually like. Like, uh, was like I'm not like totally sold on like like trading Demar or trading Zach because I just don't, like don't know the deals. Like you gave me like a huge deal. Like if the Knicks came out and offered like a ton of shit for Zach. You can talk me into it. Like as much of a bummer. As that would be like, I don't have one for you, but like the a Caruso trade with the Warriors, I think makes a lot of sense. Again, if you are trading Caruso, you probably don't want to half ass it because then if you do trade him, you also probably got to tear a lot more of it down besides that. Um, but like Caruso, like oh, I think I saw the Warriors are willing to whatever package Moody and Wiseman, uh, like Caruso for those two and like maybe another one of their picks down the line. I mean, that's I think that's pretty good value for Caruso and like it'd be great trade for the Warriors. Um, other than that, like I mentioned, smaller trades. Like I said, I'm not gonna say that one trade I want to see is freaking Corkmaz, but like, whatever. Trade Tony Bradley for something. Trade Drummond. Drummond. If the Sixers want Drummond back, like I know Drummond's had some few few nice games. Like I'm just like going through the whole roster now. Like in terms of like Kobe trades, I really don't know if there's anything great out there. Um, so like you put, give me like one deal, like even like Vooch, like. Like a Vooch deal. What do I want? I don't know. Like, it's, it's a, I'm t- I was talking myself into like the Mike Conley idea, but, but I feel like that someone else, like the Clippers or Suns, are going to get Mike Conley who need who are looking for point guard stuff. But like, if the Bulls are going to buy, like, I would try to get a guy like Mike Conley and just whatever you need a point guard upgrade, you need like a more steady handed point guard. So, like, again, like try to get Conley somehow. But the only the problem is that the, the only way to like get to his salary is like using Lonzo or you have to like package Kobe and some other stuff. I don't even know if you get there. So, it's like. I just like, don't have one. I can't say I have one like that. I'm like totally do it. Those are like a few ideas. Uh, the tomorrow I really got nothing. I have no idea. Um, it was. It's. I feel like it's just hard. We talked about it last time. Hard to like find a team that might want to do that. How about you? Do you have anything that you like? Like definitely go do this Bulls. Uh, if they could somehow get two Knicks picks for Caruso. I would do that in matching salary. Okay. The Knicks have a bunch of guys. I take Hartenstein and two first round draft picks for Caruso. I don't really think that's a realistic <laughs> deal. You'd probably have to take someone like Fournier to get those yeah. two picks. Uh, but I think Hartenstein and two first round picks for Caruso would match up. Maybe the Bulls could throw in, I don't know, even Vooch. I would do that because Vooch is awesome on offense. Uh, but a lot of his bounce back this year has just been good shooting. Yeah. He's been and on fire. I don't think Vooch, 
is like truly a great shooter. Would it surprise you at all if his shooting regressed? No, next season? I mean, like, he is no, having, a, he's having a total outlier shooting season, not from three. Like he's about, he's around like career numbers from three, but like I was looking at this the other day from like three to 10 feet. His career numbers from there are like 49 or 50%. He's over 60% from there this season, mid range, 50%, like just crazy outlier shooting numbers for his career. So like, while Vooch is good and like, they've been using him pretty well. Like, is he really going to keep doing that moving forward? Again, we always talk about like whatever paying for past versus future uh, performance. And like, can you really expect, yeah. Can you really expect Vooch to keep playing shooting like this moving forward and be as good as if he does not. And like that, that true shooting percentage regresses to back to like 54, 55, given the defensive flaws, then just like he becomes so much like worse. Yeah. So I don't know, Jason, I don't think there's going to be, anything here but you know i hope that uh everyone who listened to an nba podcast this season and heard you know 30 minutes of fake bulls trade discussion every single episode had fun with it (laughs) because you know it was something to think about it was fun to consider i saw a fake trade today that someone had the bulls trading levine derozan and vooch and caruso and getting back like <laughs> six first round picks like i do that that sounds fine to me <laughs> not that i really enjoy tanking and yeah. that i think that, uh you know trading all your good players like is that a good strategy not really but what you need as a sports fan jason is hope and it feels like while the bulls have like It'd be cool if they were like an average team and still had all their draft picks and still had like a little bit more flexibility. Still, you know, didn't have someone like Lonzo Ball who (laughs) is ever going to play again, making $20 million a year for two more seasons on the cap sheet. It just feels like right now they don't have much hope. And that's what the trade deadline should represent for sports fans is the idea that we're going to be better off than we were before because of this deadline move. Uh, it just doesn't seem like the Bulls are going to make one of those, but you know, maybe they'll surprise us. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. It's annoying. I feel like I was about to say something. And I just like totally blanked. Um, yeah, I need the, but any of these guys, I don't know. So it's been a frustrating season. That's for sure. Um, the Lonzo thing is just so tough. Like I said, like I, like I'm very curious. And one other, actually, I want to, one other thing I want to bring up about Lonzo is, that Matt, Matt, our guy Matt at Bloggable had a good point about Lonzo as well and about the trade deadline is he's probably not coming back. The Bulls probably know he's not coming back this season. The Bulls could have applied for a, tra- a traded or a disabled player exception that would have been worth, I can't remember what it would have been worth, but it would have been worth something where you could maybe get a decent role player if the Bulls actually wanted to, whatever, trade for somebody and not giving anything up and go into the tax. But we know they're not going to go into the tax. So like they're not even bothering with that. And so it's like that's another wasted asset like I, w- I wonder if they would consider trading Lonzo for any help like I've kind of some of the ideas I mentioned here like would they actually do it I have no idea he's just it's just sitting there as a 20 million dollar deal not helping your team it's uh it's not not great so do we have anything else here Ricky or we I think that's are, it Jace. we'll uh we'll record another podcast after the deadline so. yeah yeah we'll record something after the deadline obviously again if they do do a trade tomorrow uh before the deadline if we can get something in as well maybe we'll try uh as of right now we are watching uh <laughs> watching the Oklahoma City Thunder completely ruin LeBron James in the Lakers night which has been kind of funny 
LeBron did just break Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time scoring record, but the Thunder are up 11 with four minutes to go. Uh, Shea Gillis-Alexander stunting all over him. Uh, After LeBron broke the record with 10 seconds left in the third quarter, the game stopped for like a good 15, 20 minutes for a big presentation. Now they've come back and the Thunder have just completely whooped them in the fourth quarter. We'll see if they're able to hold on here, but uh, pretty uh, pretty eventful night here in the NBA with the Bulls sucking in the fourth quarter and now watching LeBron make history while the Lakers might lose <laughs> to the Oklahoma City Thunder, the up-and-coming Oklahoma City Thunder. So crazy stuff. Tons of uh, tons of trade deadline stuff obviously coming in the next couple days. We'll see if the Raptors do anything. I'm sick of reading the same fucking trade rumors about the Raptors and all their guys. We'll see if they make any big deals. We'll see if John Collins actually gets traded. We'll see if what happens with Kevin Durant. We haven't even mentioned Kyrie Irving going to the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, we that happened, I believe, right not at right after we recorded the the trade request happened right after we recorded uh, last week, uh, and then he got traded this weekend. So he's now in Dallas. We'll see if Katie follows it through. Hey, maybe Katie will request a but drop a bomb right after this game, and the Bulls can go trade for Kevin Durant. That's that's our new plan. Tra- Katie asks out. Bulls go throw every throw the, throw the kitchen sink at Kevin Durant. What do you think, Ricky? <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. Let's, <laughs> let's do, do it again. All right, that's going to do it for us here on this episode of Cash Considerations, a Chicago Bulls podcast. As always, shout out to the Blue Wire Network with the trade deadline coming up. Super Bowl Sunday coming up this weekend. Please check out all the great content all across the Blue Wire Network. Again, we'll be back again sometime soon here at Cash, either tomorrow, either Thursday. If no, if no trades happen tomorrow, we will be back after the deadline sometime Thursday to record to see if the Bulls do anything or we complain about them standing pat. If they do stand pat, we'll be fired up. We'll complain. We'll bitch and moan about Jerry Ryan Storff and about this lame organization. Um, so, again, for us here at Cash, you can follow me at Bulls underscore J. You can follow Ricky at SB underscore Ricky. So, it's been Cash Considerations, H. Cowboys Podcast. Happy trade deadline week, everybody. We'll talk to you guys next time. Boom!